You're listening to the Rob Review Podcast. Evan Rob and Laura Rob share their thoughts and opinions on teaching, learning, and leadership. And now, the Rob Review Podcast with Evan and Laura. This is Evan Rob, and I am joined today with Laura Rob. This is the Rob Review Podcast. Laura, welcome. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, as you know, always. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity to get together. And you know, lately, a lot of our podcasts have been very specifically focused on reading and agency and getting kids to read more. And today we're going to talk about something a little bit different. It's something that we do speak about, we write about, rather, in our book, Team Makers. We're going to talk about flipping meetings be flipping faculty meetings it could be flipping general meetings within the building but it's all wrapped around a mindset that some of the traditional ways that meetings have occurred in schools are not necessarily the best way for professionals to collaborate at times they are very different than what administrators want to see within the classrooms they want to see very you know creative innovative instruction with the classroom but yet meetings are very traditional um, which, which, is not, which is not necessarily good. Well, I remember, Evan, when I first started teaching, um, the, the meetings were so boring that teachers were bringing mending and knitting and crocheting. And I did that too. I remember I finished a sweater for dad and it was a big one uh, in one year. But that's not the purpose of meeting. Well, you know, you make me digress. So, you know, let me, I want to join in on that also. But I will say that, you know, one of the interesting things about when you become a principal is if you don't like something or you have memories of not liking something and it perpetuates under your leadership, then that's something that you really need to take a good look in the mirror for. Uh, so I've had some odd experiences with meetings uh, back in the day when I first started um, teaching. And I remember one in particular where our faculty would spend lots of time arguing and having conversations about things that may not have been that important, but yet we would have these hour to hour and a half long faculty meetings about them. And one of them in particular was we had a series of meetings about what types of soda would be in the vending machines. And some people are very, very um, passionate about particular brands of soda. Uh, and there was one female faculty member that absolutely loved Fanta Orange. And I have to admit, it, it is a good soda. You know, I'm probably a little um, more partial. I like it too. Yeah, a little more partial to the grape, but Fanta Orange is really good. And, and she just gave this incredibly passionate plea to put Fanta Orange into the soda machine. And, um, and, and we put it in, actually. So, uh, although I have some memories of that, I certainly don't want faculty meetings or any meetings to be like that. I agree. And if we're going to have passion, we need to place it on helping every child learn. Yeah, probably a little better than picking a soda for a soda machine. I, I agree. I, I would agree <laughs> with that also. So let's let's move our discussion a little bit now to, to giving a couple examples. So let me frame it around this, that you know the very traditional faculty meeting is either faculty meeting would be led by the principal with a yellow legal pad, maybe some keys around their belt um, so they really look the part, maybe a short sleeve Oxford shirt um, with a short tie, and kind of giving out directions to the staff based off of a list on the yellow legal pad. Very, very traditional, not good, we don't recommend that at all. You know, Traditional team meetings or department meetings would be led by one person, typically a teacher, a grade level leader or department leader, again, off of a very specific agenda where tasks are being assigned based off of things that, items that are on the agenda. So let's think about that differently. Yes, those meetings are not collaborative, but what we wanna do when we flip meetings is make them collaborative. And we want 
teachers to work together and administrators in ways they really want students to learn. And we want to get rid of that disconnect. So let's let's give a concrete example, because one of the things that we really try to do in the Rob Review podcast is, although we have some funny stories, which which I love to share, and I think you, you reluctantly share some of yours sometimes, but... Let's give something that can guide people to try something new immediately. And I'd like you to center this around article study and how article study could occur within a department, let's say an English department, or a grade level within an elementary school. Okay, well, the first thing with an article study is I want to get a sense of priorities. What do teachers feel they need to learn more about? And just as an example, let's say... Um, the principal is trying to get student-centered learning in the uh, in the school and make it a school-wide initiative. And teachers, you have a, 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 a widespread, some know about it, some never heard about it. So we want to educate teachers. So what we do is we gather a couple of short articles on student-centered learning, and we bring them to the faculty meeting. Then we ask staff to sit uh, at tables, just like in teams, just like students will be sitting in teams uh, by pushing their desks together or at tables um, in the classroom. I prefer that you mix grade levels because, uh, but teachers like to sit the sixth grade team, the seventh grade team. Um, and, And if you can mix it up, that really is better because you're getting a diverse outlooks. And then the best way to start these is to have the article be short and have several articles on the same topic so each group is reading a different article and learning something a little bit different. And they read there at the meeting. It should take no more than 15 or 20 minutes to read. And then the group discusses it. Now, you don't have to prepare discussion questions. Uh, Basically, what you want to do is pull out key points that you learned. And then the question I always like teachers to consider is, how would this fit into my class? How much do I have to change to try this? Um, And for some teachers, it will be a bigger change curve than for others. But when you practice like that and do it, and you need to do it several times, and at the end, I ask teachers to debrief. You know, what have they learned? What could apply to their room? What other things do they need to know? And as soon as they make a list of things they need to know, uh, I'm on it for getting more uh, articles that are short for the next meeting. Let me ask ask you a question. So the article study is very interesting. The, is this something that, you know, the principal just simply needs to find articles and, and, uh, and he's the initiator, or can it be initiated in a different way? That's a good question, Evan. I think the first time, the principal, the AP, or if you have a lead resource person, like a coach, they need to do it the first and maybe the second time. And then they need to extend an invitation for teachers, maybe two or three teachers to work together to pull articles and giving them the resource. Uh, there are lots of articles on the internet. If you subscribe to journals, there are articles in professional journals. I like to turn it over to the staff just the way I turn things over to the student because then you have an investment and a commitment. So what you're saying is that um, just like you would do in the classroom, you would model and, you know, kind of the catch and release model. You know, you would, the teacher would model it 
and then the kids would be able to would do it. And so the administrators would potentially model this, and then uh, once people understood the ebb and flow and the rhythm of these kind of meetings, um, teachers could be empowered to carry that on and also bring things to the meetings that they would be interested in also. Absolutely. Uh, you know, in school, we use the gradual, uh, with children, the gradual release of responsibility so that the teacher might do the lion's share of the work at first, and then gradually we move it over to the student as they get more and more expert at what they're practicing. It's the same thing that you're doing here. The principal or the assistant principal will find the articles and set up the discussion. And then you start releasing it to a team of teachers and then maybe to a pair of teachers and finally to one teacher. You know, the um, we could talk about this for a long, long time. You've given some really good information. I think one of the things that really resonates with me is what you are talking about does not necessarily fall under the umbrella of what people think about when they think about as a meeting. But what, what I want to kind of add is a lot of the things that are discussed in meetings can be communicated in a different way. They can be communicated through email. They can be communicated through sharing a document through Google. They don't necessarily have to be done face-to-face. -face. But if face-to-face -face meetings are... are um, becoming time consumers for things that could be communicated in a different way, the opportunity for professional dialogue and discourse may not be there because we all know that it's hard to find time. So what you're challenging me and, and I know challenging people that are listening is to think a little bit differently about meetings. Possibly some of the things that were shared at meetings in the past could be shared in a different way, which would open up that exact same time for professional learning, for discourse, and one of the things that really impactful to me that I heard from you is this idea of take something from this conversation, reflect and see how it can fit into your classroom. And I think that's important because uh, although I'm, I think it's good and beneficial to have intellectual kind of conversations, but at some point what we are learning needs to be tried in the classroom. It needs to become hopefully actionable. And hopefully that's all in an environment and a culture where people feel safe to do that. Absolutely. And the, the other thing is, if you look at when you say meetings in general. So you have usually one faculty, full faculty meeting a month. We want to flip that. And then if we flip one team meeting and one department meeting, we're getting people together three times a week to really learn and get into their DNA the, way it, the ways we want them to work with their students. I've always believed, as you know, Evan, that we don't talk at people, but when we're trying to get them to understand something, but we involve them, we get them to do. And all the learning and the thinking about the process is in the doing. You know, Mom, I know we, we dig into this in a lot more detail in our book, Team Makers, and one of the concepts that resonates throughout the book is this, is this belief that you and I both have that everything that we do is designed to give us exactly what we get. And if we want to experience something different, or if we want to create something different for teachers or for students, we're going to need to take a look at the design of things within our school. Absolutely. And not only within your school, but of course, in Team Makers, we are inviting a whole district to work together. It's nice if a class or a school makes positive change. We would like to see positive change across the board and everybody involved in creating it. 
uh, very well said. I don't have anything to add to that other than thanks for spending some time with me for this podcast, and I hope our listeners enjoyed it. And you can look forward to some additional podcasts from Laura and I over the next couple months on the Rob Review Podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure, Evan, always. We hope you enjoyed the Rob Review Podcast. Check out our blogs at therobreviewblog.com and tell a friend. Thanks again, and see you next time.